37 Disney Street, which isn't far from you, three Disney fans have watched a film which they will now review. Hello friends and welcome to 37 Disney Street. I'm handing over the reins to Lucy today because we're going to talk about Disney+. Plus. I'm Chris Fletcher. I'm Lucy Rain. Hello children, I'm Hugh Rain. intro today yes it was indeed and thank you very much for those reins chris i shall um hold them tight and wrangle the runaway horse that is the disney investor day rain's got the reins yeah on december the 10th last year 2020 is a distant memory now uh we had the disney investor day mm. um and at this year it was full announcements um bob Chapek is going hard down the direct consumer streaming avenue and so it was basically just a long four-hour announcement of upcoming series and movies to be exact it was 63 series and 42 films movies 80 percent of which are going exclusively to streaming services that's um disney plus hulu Star, Star, Star yeah. a cup, yeah, a couple of other affiliated ones. Can't the other one. um, ESPN, and I just ESPN, yeah, ESPN. I've got a couple of um, just facts and figures written down that we got from it um, to tell you really why he's going so hard on this straight to consumer stuff. It's time to to learn some Disney stuff. No, we ain't dug this far enough. We know last year was a strange one and it has turned the entertainment industry on its head. But to put that in some context, um, the original projection when the launch Disney Plus was they were aiming to have between 60 and 90 million subscribers mm-hmm. by the year 2024. At the end of 2020, they had 86 million subscribers. <laughs> so they'd already basically hit the goal, smashed the goal. That's what lockdown will do um, for you. In less than a year, exactly. So they've now upped their goal to 240 to 260 million subscribers by 2024. So that is their new goal. So for that, they need original content. Now, just I've written down as many as I could sort of that interested me and grabbed me that we might want to talk about. And I'm going to run through through a few of them. We'll tell you what we think. But I just want to put one thought right out there to start with. We have Disney Plus and enjoy it because we have a child and we are massive Disney fans. We like stuff like the um, Imagineering story, etc. However, the, with the exception of The Mandalorian, I tend to find the rest of the adult content very sanitised. Yeah. Um, to the point where it just doesn't engage me. And even The Mandalorian, which has got an action-adventure element, 
there'd never be anything controversial or edgy or um I'm looking for a word I don't know dangerous in there <sighs> I still it, it keeps it squeaky clean it, aspect so if they're trying to compete with Netflix and the kind of original content really um trailblazing original content that they get on Netflix I think I I think there will be a struggle simply because they are Disney I want to put that out there right at the beginning. Well, this, there's an interesting thing to me here in, on that point, which is that the other thing that was announced in in, um, in the Investor Day was about in Europe Star becoming uh, content becoming available through Disney Plus as well. Which the implication mm. there is that a lot of um, the quality adult TV and films will therefore become available. Um, through Disney Plus, oh, well, through Star on Disney Plus as well. So Star will mm. be another um, brand that sits alongside Marvel and um, Star Wars, etc. And uh, I find that quite interesting because um, I watch, uh, I'm proud to say it, or am I? I don't know. I watch Grey's Anatomy um, and because Laura got me into it. And uh, that's something which has become less and less available over here. Uh, it went to Sky the last couple of years and Sky it's been very very delayed and I think that's because of things happening with Disney Plus I think it was delayed because they didn't know whether Disney Plus would be you know would also mean um, that HBO would be available in some not HBO uh, what's it called Hulu is it Hulu yeah, yeah. Or, or ABC or whatever was going to be available as a streaming service in this country and therefore that's where it would come from or, or what was going to happen because there were still negotiations going on about what was going to happen with a lot of Disney's content at the time and uh, and so to see to see this and see that series like that series like things that are on Amazon Prime like uh, Little Fires Everywhere uh, is all Disney content from one place or another and suddenly we're seeing that this content certainly in Europe I don't haven't there wasn't really any discussion about whether it's going to be in the UK or not and that's something I'm interested about but there's a bunch of content there things that I have watched series that I that I'm quite interested in that are adult content that if what they're saying is happening in Europe is going to happen in the UK means that we'll get that stuff that you're talking about Lucy mm. well this is it I'm thinking <clears throat> to really to really grab me in the way that they seem to want to grab me, they, they probably would need to branch into some kind of separate platform mm. because I'm not engaged in Disney the way I am in other things for that kind of thing. Anyway, let's launch into it and see well, what we've got. I, I want to make one uh, opening statement as well, and that's with the announcement of all this stuff. My f- first thought was, is that bubble going to burst? That sounds like so much, mm. like too much to me. And I just thought, like... Maintaining that and like the, maintaining the interest, like in the the viewers, like you know, Mandalorian comes out, everyone's excited about it. If there's another hundred shows coming out, it's like oh, okay. Mm. Here's the thing, anyway. though, Hugh. Here's the thing. They're just replicating the Marvel model that they've used for all those phases, and the fact that all those mm. films were coming and how how they announced that and everything. That's become the norm now, hasn't it? For the for mm. these big franchises, so it kind of makes sense that they're looking at doing the same kind of thing i guess the big difference is that we're talking tv series here and and um planning planning series like this you know years and years in advance what happens when people lose interest it they'll just axe it axe things presumably and there's no understanding of how many series of any particular show there's going to be and everything at the moment so Mm. yeah saturation (laughs) Mm. Mm. and in some very narrow channels as well but for now we can enjoy it as it starts to come out. Before we get the fatigue, we can just enjoy yeah. it. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. it's it's well, not all it. it's not all straight streaming um, series that I'm going to talk about today. So we this encompasses everything that's mm-hmm. coming out of Disney in the next few years. So I'm going to start on the Disney Animation uh, Studios and go straight in with Raya the Lost Dragon. This is. It's been agreed that this will be released March the 5th and it will be a simultaneous release release to cinemas. Simultaneous release. Simultaneous release um, to both cinemas <laughs> and um, streaming shows. <laughs> so it's going Premier Access, um, which Mulan did. Uh, 20 quid. I don't know if it'll be quite... It might be that high, but they are doing it simultaneously in cinemas, so it kind of... They're going to get the money either way on this one, yeah. or they're not. Uh, and I also think they've kind of admitted that Mulan wasn't the best um, movie to do that experiment on. <laughs> no. So it'll be interesting to see whether Raya pulls it in. Um, but we've talked about Raya before. We even did a, a trailer review, didn't we? How are we feeling about it? Well, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Do, do you know what? I, I watched a, um, a video about some of this stuff earlier today. And uh, when they showed this film, I thought, actually, I probably would pay for this on, on the streaming service to watch it when it comes out. I mean, it makes sense for us because of this show anyway, I guess. Mm. So in that sense, I would do it out of obligation. <laughs> Not out of obligation. I want to see it. But we would definitely go to the cinema to see it. I think that point in March is going to be too soon to do that. So, um, And even if it isn't too soon, even if some cinemas are open, I think it'd be too soon for us to go and do that. So... Um, I have every intention of streaming it, which means it's working. They, you know, what they want to do is working. Well, look, when it says in cinemas, this is <clears throat> in the primarily in the US. It is worldwide. Yeah, yeah. That's a release date worldwide. Um, but whereas the, there will be some cinemas open in the US, even if they're not open in California and New York and things, somewhere in the country they will be open. We don't even think that. I don't think they'll be open in the UK. No. March fifth. I, I don't think it'll be an option. No. Yeah. Um, I'm quite excited about it because it's world building. It looks quite magical. Um, it's another strong female lead. But I think I said before the strong female lead thing does get a little wearing after a while. I feel like that's what the everyone's churning out at the moment. But of all the strong female leads I've seen, this one does inspire me quite a lot. So I'm looking forward to it. I, I think um, the, the more I see of the clips and trailer and, and trailers and stuff of it the more it looks like the trailer for um the force awakens <laughs> it's all like sweeping desert yeah. and, and stuff mm-hmm. but it's just the same it just looks the same um but i'm i'm yeah. very interested to see it I'm, I'm looking forward to it i'm maybe more looking forward to the other one that's coming out towards the end of the year that might be the next one on the list mm. then encanto yeah. which will be released on the 24th of november 2021 this is a Colombian, a musical set in a magical place in Colombia. Who <laughs> say a magical place called Colombia? <laughs> it's, I think it's like a, fan, it, it's a Colombian legend, but it's like a fantasy town, I think. Right, okay. Um, and it's a musical, which Woo! is the first one for a while. Um, and the, the music is written by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Who's he? Now that's... Never heard of her. <laughs> Who is she? That's... That's going to pique my interest. Well, for those who aren't being sarcastic like you and Chris, <laughs> that is the gentleman who wrote Hamilton and In the Heights and the music for Moana. Are you saying no sweat? That guy. No sweat. Um, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna engage with anything he's written. I do worry. I seriously worry he might eventually get overexposed because you can recognise his music quite easily, and I love it so much. I don't want it to just turn into an eye roll. He's very lyrical, but isn't he? He is, but I love that. Yeah. I'm a wordy person when it yeah. comes to music. I love lyrics, um, but that excites me. Yes, it does me and as well. I, I'm possi- I think I'm more interested in that, even though we probably know less about it. I'm, I'm more interested. But then that's a the thing with me. The more you get from a trailer, the less interested I am in, in watching the film generally. I hate this thing now where trailers basically show you everything that's going to happen in a film. So when you go and watch it, there's very little surprises. I'd, I'd rather know less about it and keep the mystery and then be disappointed. I don't know anything about this. No, I, I, I've seen a picture of a house. And I think I even, uh, for work, had a um, attended a pre- an online presentation where they listed all these films, and I don't remember this one. I yeah. I haven't seen much either. I think I've seen the same piece of concept art you've seen, like a house and a hill yeah. and a vista, and um, a logo. Yes. That's all I've seen. Other than it's Colombian, it's magical, and it's Lin-Manuel Miranda. That's, that's, that's everything I've got from it as well. <laughs> I've got no but, more. <laughs> All those boxes are ticking for me, though. Yes. To be fair. Yes, I agree. Um, right, Baymax series. Okay. I know nothing else. There is going to be an animated series on Baymax as he travels through San Francisco. San Francisco. San Francisco. San Francisco. I won't ding you. Don't ding me. San, I, I caught myself halfway San Francisco. San Francisco. Um, finding other... Finding people, healing people, and learning about life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's old, that film, isn't it? It's old. In fact, it's old. All, all the films that they're planning on making series of, they're all old. Yeah, so, yeah. They've, like, they've gone back big... to pre-Tangled and said, mm. what what can we do with those those films that came out? Well, Zootopia's not pre-Tangled, is it? But No, neither is Big Hero 6. Oh, no, they're not, are they? <laughs> Tiana is, though. <laughs> But yeah, they've, right. they've gone back to that period in time where, when they had that regeneration in, in the films and, and they're using that as a basis. But Tangled yeah. TV series has had huge success, so maybe, maybe they're on the right line, you know? Well, I wonder what this will be because there's a lot of um, kids' animated series on Disney Plus that are like eight minutes long mm. um, and that kind of length, or whether it's going to be a full 25-minute thing. We don't really know yet. I like Sam from Sokyo and I like Baymax. I think it's an interesting character. It probably won't be one for us to adult view, though. I can imagine it being a Bonnie breakfast view, that one. Um, a lot of those we end up watching with her, though. Yeah, true. Like, I've watched plenty of DuckTales. Oh, yeah. Um, there is a three-part series, um, a little mini-series of Zootopia Plus... Now, this isn't really following anything we got from the film in Zootopia. It is three uh, spoof... Reality TV shows. Reality TV shows. You've got the real Mouse Wives, So You Think You Can Prance, and uh, Fast Living with Flash. I'm out. So this... Are you out? I'm out. I mean, I think I think we've got the joke here. I think on this <laughs> podcast we can go, oh, yeah. Do oh, postcards. Yeah. Just And then postcards. I don't need to see don't. it. Yeah. Great. Well done. And... I'm not really interested in any of those three things other than, like say, I enjoy the joke, no, but I don't no. need to watch them to get the joke. Right, we're it's not, not going to spend that long on every single one. We're only going to talk about four from each section, but before I leave it, I'm going to rattle off all the other things 
in um, the animation and just tell me if something excites you. Okay. We've got, in 2023, we've got a Tiana TV series animated musical comedy. We've also got a Moana TV series animated musical Tiana, comedy. Tiana, yes, Moana, no. Interesting. <laughs> Neither of them really for me. I don't know what they mean by animated series musical comedy. I think I, I need more info, really. Aladdin, and probably. Then, isn't it? It's going to be another Aladdin type series. This one um, uh, intrigued me. It's called Iraguru, and it's set in Nigeria. Is that it's, what it's called? I think so. Because we, are you sure? Because we, we watched a, a YouTube video today, and the guy mispronounced like fifty percent of the shows. I think I watched the same video. <laughs> right? Yeah, we won't name and shame him. But, um, uh, yeah, and this one, I was like, I'm sure that's not how that's pronounced. I could be wrong. But it looks like way too many syllables for the letters. The visual for that looks brilliant, I think, personally. It really I think it does. looks great. I'm really excited about this. I believe that they've commissioned um, an African animation studio mm. um, to do this rather future- futuristic thing set in Nigeria. But it's very hard to describe. It's very stylistic. It looks stunning. Yeah, yeah. It looks quite a mature thing for animation. I'm very excited. I'm going to move on, guys, because we could do it. go on forever, couldn't we? Do it. Right. Um, I'm going to... Re- we'll go to live action, but I'm going to do the rattling off first before I get to the ones that we might want to talk about. <laughs> yeah, there is. Blooming loads. Um, just really quick takes from both of you. Peter Pan with Jude Laura's hook. No. Not at all. Right. Not Jude Law fans. Well, no. I've nothing against Jude Law. I like him. Uh, it's just his voice is so weak. Yeah. I can't imagine that being a good hook. I watched him in uh, Captain Marvel yesterday as I worked my way through the Marvel films and uh, he was all right mm. in it. Wouldn't go beyond that. Yeah. He was all right. Hookers Pokers 2. She's desperate mm. to rattle. Um, mm. I'm excited. I'm, well, I'm not excited about it because we only watched Hocus Pocus for the first time this year. Yeah. However... This is one that the fans have been pushing for and the three leading ladies have been pushing for, like, publicly, trying to make it happen, and it's Disney that have been resisting. So I'm quite glad it's getting made because it's been requested. And it's, you know. it's been such a long time since the last film was made. They all look like the undead when, it, uh, when it's yeah. finally released. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cheaper on the makeup department. <laughs> Indeed. Um, uh, Disenchanted. Yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to that. Which is a prequel to Enchanted. Yeah. I am. I hope it's not too down on marriage and relationships, though. That sounds a bit meh. Yeah. I, but Like Amy Adams, though. I've got quite looking forward to that. Would yeah. it be animated, though? That's what I thought. I it should be the opposite way around, shouldn't it? I think it's it? like the other one. It, I think it's like the other one. I think it's both. I kind of feel like it should be the other way around, a bit like uh, Crocodile no, no, Dundee, too. So did I say prequel sequel? Disenchanted, a sequel. Oh, OK. So she's married to Ugly Blurp. It's not ugly. No, I've been sarcastic because your mum used to call your friend ugly bloke when they're actually McDreamy. like... McDreamy. Never mind. Off of, uh, McDreamy, that's what it's yeah. called. Off of uh, Grey's Anatomy. Um, Patrick... What's Dempsey. Patrick Dempsey, yeah. Him. Um, Beauty and the Beast prequel following Lucky and Gaston. Live action. I think we need to leave that one alone. Mighty Ducks the series. Um, isn't Lauren... Oh, what's she called? Lorelei off of Gilmore Girls going to be in that. Lauren Graham? Have... Is that her name? No idea. No idea. I've never seen The Mighty Ducks, and I know it's a really important Disney franchise, so maybe we should do that on our podcast sometime. I'm all for doing that. I'm I'm definitely for doing that. It's Um, it's a great 
terrible film, but it's good. I know people Fun. love it, and I think this will be a hit with the preteens. Does nothing for me yet. Maybe I'll change my mind. Typical when I see sport it. film, right? Mm. So this brings us on to the more meaty things. Pinocchio with Tom Hanks, directed by Robert Zemeckis. Saw a visual for that today that I, did, I had not seen before. From, presumably from that um, from from the day, um, and it looks all right. What I've seen of it, little little flashing visuals. I'll tell you. I am against live-action films, as I think you are, live-action remakes in general. Pinocchio is not my favourite. However, when you say the words Tom Hanks and Robert Zemeckis, mm. I wake up. <laughs> yeah. Mm. It might, yeah. I, I'd, I'd be interested to see it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd actually be interested to see a Snow White if they dare do that. Ooh. Without... <laughs> Kirsten Stewart in it looking mangy. But she's sacred, so I don't know if they ever dare. No. no. They will eventually. They will. Oh, yeah. The, the dollar will start calling. Speaking of which, live action Little Mermaid. I'm interested in this. Um, I think I it's going to be awful. Avoid this. I, I'm hoping it's um, on a par with Aladdin and, and uh, not any worse than that. I want that... And I would never normally say this. I want it to be updated and set today because there is absolutely no point in keeping that uh, set when it when it is. True. It is. Yeah. 18th century. I don't know. <clears throat> is it 19th century? 18th. I don't know. Maybe 19th century. 19th century. Um, and it could be really nicely updated with like you know some sort of rich kid on a yacht that she falls in love with. You know, he's slightly conceited. All that's all the usual stuff. But yeah, uh, it just. Yeah, and I'm I'm kind of begging, I'm, I'm willing them to to do it, to do it, but they won't. Will they? They'll just be all, I, no, all I, lush shop for shop fancy the same. costumes. Yeah. Harry Styles is Eric, isn't isn't he? There you go. Yeah. I think he's receiving lots of plaudits for his performances at the moment in films and stuff. Mm. So you know, sure, he's very good. I just it's a sacred film, and I think they're going to beauty and beast it. Yeah, Melissa McCarthy has. Uh, oh. Oh, no. Ursula, which is it's a funny one for me because I I don't I, think she'll be subtle. No, but I I liked her as a as an actress when she was in Gilmore Girls. I thought I thought she was very very good, and then she's just turned into this gross out comedian, and I, mm. I just can't I, I can't relate to her at all. You mentioned Gilmore Girls twice, twice yeah. in the last three minutes. She it's a great TV in... series. If you've never watched it, you should. She actually did a drama with um, Richard E. Grant and she was a proper good actress mm. in it as opposed to just being, like you say, a gross-out mm. comic, which is why I have no time for it. I'd give yeah. it a chance. I'd, 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 you know, I'm, I'm willing to give The Little Mermaid a good old college try. Yes. Oh. Now, this next one I am excited about because it's the only way I think that live-action remake should be done and that is a solid villain prequel it is Cruella coming out May 2021 are we, are we still doing wicked prequels I like that I think there's in those instances I think there's something solid to be said that needs to be said by a writer I don't think the remakes ever have anything worth saying isn't Devil Wears Prada like a prequel to 101 Dalmatians yeah. and, yeah. and and the the live action hundred and one Dalmatian films, they're not that great. 
they're not that good. I'm just I just don't think I'm invested enough and like the character enough to want to watch a mm. film about her. Yeah, I'm same. Emma Stone, does she swear you? Not no, because she's in that La La horrible film. And, oh yeah. Uh, no, I, I'm not. I've never really warmed to her. I'm sure she's a great actress. I'm sure she is. Um, she's mm. just not for me. She's just not for me. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, speaking of just not for me, three men and a baby. <laughs> With, Zac <laughs> With Zac Efron. With Zac Efron. Do you know what? If someone had said to me, they're remaking three men and a baby, you've got to cast it. For some reason, I, I'm like, Zac Efron, of course he is. Who else would be in it? I don't know, but there should I be two other. Why. So who are the other two dads going to be? That's interesting. Ooh, ooh. Should we cast um, it? Let's cast it. Seth Rogen. I knew you were going to start with two. He's also he's a good sort of generation older than Zac Efron, isn't he? Isn't he? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who else we got? And Patrick Dempsey. Patrick Dempsey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm interested oh, to watch this because I want to know if it's going to be um, as, as inappropriate. Yes. Yes. I want to know if it's going to be as inappropriate as the original film is. It, it has not aged well at all. No, it hasn't. And you know what? I would not have noticed that 10, 15 years ago. You know, but you watch it now. You know, it's basically a drug trafficking story. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's heavy stuff, man. Do you think they'll heavy. play homage to the, uh, to the ghost in the window in that film? Do you know about this? Is there a ghost in the window? Yeah, no? the, it's heavily documented ghost in the window. A little bit like the Wizard of Oz um, person hanging that's actually a, a stalk or something. Um, <laughs> it's it's a, a film cardboard cutout, that, and it's very noticeably a film cardboard cutout that happens to be in the window uh-huh. at some point when the thing goes past, but everyone says it's a ghost. Okay. There you go. Fair enough. Right, I'm going to m- move on. I've done all my Home live action ones. Do you know, I just couldn't write them all down. There were so <laughs> there many were coming a out. Lot, an awful There's lot. also like um, Indiana Jones, yeah. uh, just, just stuff everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> stuff everywhere. That's what it felt like when I was watching it. I just thought, I'm not going to write all these down, but the ones that caught me. Right, Star Wars. There is a bucket full of Star Wars. Hugh's just that's Hugh's hands rubbing together. That's what you can hear. Okay. Now this is where I am Star Wars and Marvel is where I'm potentially the most excited, but then what Hugh said at the beginning of the podcast about (laughs) saturation points starts to worry me. Because there's a lot. Let's go down it. Okay, I'm just going to throw it out there. Give me your thoughts. Rangers of the New Republic, taken at the same time as uh, The Mandalorian, okay. and they, it, they will cross over at points. I am interested in that. Now, this is the... Oh, hang on, which, which is the one about the... Um, or, Ahsoka, are you thinking of that one? No, I think I'm thinking... It's Rangers of the New Republic about, like, sort of X-Wing pilots and things. I think, yes. Yeah, I think it is, yeah. Because um, that, that really intrigued me in The Mandalorian, how they were suddenly like, they're the cops. And they're almost, they're not the bad guys, but they're the, the kind of squares that you have to sort of follow the rules of. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm interested in, in, in that. I'm, I'm interested mm-hmm. in it. And the CW have, have 
managed to great effect with with DC TV series to do crossovers and all sorts of things with um, with Flash and Batgirl and Arrow and all these other ones um, and it, it's worked really well it's been a very popular way of doing things having these series that work on their own but then inter interact with each other and stuff at different times um i i think it's a it's a sound idea and and uh the popularity of mandalorian means it's a, probably a good one to try it with i'd like it if it was like a 70s 80s cop show well but with rogue squadron <laughs> do you know what though with with the the whole um western feel of, of mandalorian uh, Maybe that's what it'll be. Yeah. Could be an angle. Might just be going through the genres. Um, Could be an angle. We've already crossed over with The Mandalorian with this next one, Ahsoka. Mm. She appeared in Series Mm 2, and now she's getting her own... So that was her introduction, now she's getting her own... Yeah, people are excited about that. Um, um, I've only seen uh, the Clone Wars animated film in which she's in, so I'm not that attached to her. I haven't seen any Clone Wars. I'm aware of who she is, but that kind of makes... She's just another character to Mm. me. And it it all comes down to the story and the direction. The character itself isn't making me watch it. We'll have to see if it's any good. I like her. Um, um, What's her name? What's she called? Actress. Her name's gone from my head. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. I like Um, like her, though. She's great in Daredevil. Um... She was great in Sin City. She, she'd just been in all sorts of stuff and she keeps copping up in, in TV series now. Um, and every time she does, I'm glad to see her because I think she's a great actress. That. Ashley Eckstein. Eckstein? Eckstein? No. Ashley Eckstein? No. I don't think I really know no. her. No. That's, oh, am um, I thinking of someone else and that's not who I was thinking of? Maybe. Because that's the one who's, who's in Mandalorian. No. I'm thinking of a different character then. There we okay. go. Don't matter. I, so I'll work out what I'm on. talking about. You move on. I'll work out what I'm talking about. How's that? <laughs> right. This was... Okay, Lando the, Lando, the series. Now, this wasn't announced on the Investors Day, but we've watched some speculation videos where they think it's going to be a split timeline and there's going to be both Donald Glover and Billy D. Williams right. attached to it. If they, I don't think they were able to announce that, but if that's the case, I am all over this like butter on crackers. Uh, I'm half, I'm half into it. Um, Donald Glover, he was he was pretty good, but it was a little bit of a letdown in Solo for me. So I'm not as excited as I could be. He's charismatic in his own right, though. Is um, uh, Donald Glover. Donald Glover. Yeah. And if he just relaxes into the part, as you would if you did a series opposed to a movie, mm-hmm. I think it, it could really make it his own. I just find yeah. him incredibly watchable in everything that I've ever seen him mm. do. So in, in that sense, I normally I'm do. Through. I normally do. Oh, see, I did in Solo. So it wasn't. It wasn't. He was okay. He was, he was all right. Uh, sadly, I think the question would more be raised over um, Billy D. Williams if he could carry a. A major yeah. franchise thing. Well, it'll be all sat down. <laughs> oh, oh, bless. And it's, well, it's hey, Rosario Dawson, by the way. It's Rosario Dawson, and that is who it is. Oh. Who's this other one, then? I don't know, but it is maybe Rosario she, Dawson. Maybe she voiced it in the... <laughs> I put... Never mind. That's the animated one. She'll have voiced the animated That's one. That's annoying. I put a soccer actor, and... It's Ashley Eckstein's popped up and it says underneath Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. So what's that got to do with it? That's annoying. Oh, I bet her voice okay. was one of the voices 
in Rise of Skywalker yeah. at the end when all when you can hear everybody. I bet it was her. Yep. Yes, go. correct. Right. right. Yes, um, that's what I meant. I like Rosario Dawson. That's what I'm saying. There we go. Yeah, I'm going to say that name didn't when I read it out. I thought like, <laughs> I don't recognise that name. Obi Wan Kenobi, the series. Now this is they've said this is going to be a one-off series, so mm-hmm. this isn't going to run and run and run, and it's going to be set ten years after the Revenge of the Sith, and we. Um, so. Yeah, we did. what's what's the guy who gave up acting immediately after getting sand in his Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen. Mm. It gets everywhere. Hayden Christensen is attached, and um, Ewan McGregor is. Do you know? Supposed to be I've, attached. I've noticed that um, when actors aren't particularly celebrated for a performance, that's one thing. But so long as they come back, everybody's on board. I'm not that fussed. Yeah, I thought I thought he's quite good in the prequels. Uh, not as bad, as bad as some people say. In fact, in fact, I thought he was decent even. But um, even people who slagged him off now that he's returning, something about the fact that he's returning, everyone's loving it. I'm well, loving it. Thing Can is, you imagine I am if, it. if they got if they've been given a decent script and something worth doing? What what something they could have done at. with them? I mean, this is partly being done to to appease. All the big fans of of the first three films, well, the second three films, of, of <laughs> the prequel mm-hmm. trilogy. Sorry, um, but yeah, I'm totally on board with it. I think I think it's quite exciting. You see, that's exactly what that's an interesting point, Chris, because Ewan McGregor is excellent in general, and those were not his best films. Nobody's doubting he's a good actor. He just wasn't good in those because they were poor, poor films. But if he can be given a good director and a good script and brought back in that role, in the role of Obi-Wan Kenobi, he, he can smash it. I think I'm he was to think good of another... in those films. Yeah, it was the, I, it was the best it was. thing in those films. I'm trying to think of another example. Uh, I won't now, but um, it is a thing where, just to repeat my point, <laughs> when someone comes back, even if it wasn't from a very good thing, people love it. Yeah, yeah. I just wish I had another example because there's been a few lately. People going, oh, so-and-so's... Uh, Re- reprising the role and everyone's like what? Is it going to be like that when the final let Trump back on Twitter? Ooh, they won't let him back on. Do we think yes, please. that in Lando I'm sorry to go back to it that they might take the opportunity to reintroduce a certain Phantom Menace? Because yes. that is a huge bit of Solo that, that that's my one regret that there's no uh, that yeah. there's no sequel to it is the they set dog. all that up mm. set it all up and it doesn't happen yeah. now I think they will I, I hope so I really hope that they do because I, I think it'll be a missed opportunity otherwise I also think the guy who played <clears throat> uh, Han in that whose name is escaping me if someone wants to bring that uh, up I thought he was Aaron <laughs> Aaron uh, yeah. Aaron Reich <laughs> something Aaron Reich I thought he was really really good <laughs> and in fact you know what I, th- I thought so oh, he was good Alden Ehrenreich. I thought Solo was... All of it was good. I agree there was issues, but it was absolutely slammed, and so it's melted into insignificance, but I enjoyed it. I'd like him to get another crack at the whip. I, I, I like kind. him. I liked him in that. Um, right, Andor, which is set around Cassian Andor, who is the dude in Rogue One, who's mm. a little bit Spanish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe him. So this is a prequel to Rogue One because um, he um, he alludes to his past in Rogue One, doesn't he? And he's got a quite a, a long career behind him and presumably this is centred around his career. Better Call Saul style. The thing is, right, all these different series are, are 
placed in different times, which means that there's something potentially something there for everybody. I'm interested in all of them. I'm quite open to the fact that I might not enjoy all of them. And that's not not Mm. me saying that I'm not going to enjoy this one, because I might do, but I don't know. I I have no expectations for it whatsoever. I enjoyed the the film that he was in, um, whichever one it's called, (laughs) which one is it, Rogue One? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Um, and uh, and so you know, it'll probably be really good. And if it's set around that period, then there's some interesting stories to cover. I think Great. this is this is one of the few on the list that I'm like nobody asked. <laughs> you know what I mean? No one sat there and thought I'd love more information about where yeah. Cassian and I think I didn't get excited to hear about his backstory, but it could be really good. And, it you could know, be. I'll, it'll eat, eat my words, but we know, just don't know. When I heard that, when those two announced, it was like Mandalorian and this. I was like, really, this? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but if we might get a lot more K two K two S O. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, it's very high. It's very high. If you're a fan of the animated Clone Wars series, you're in for a spin-off called The Bad Batch. Did you know that wasn't me? Now, <laughs> I always, years and years ago when these first came out, I thought that they looked a bit childish. They weren't Star Wars to me and I wasn't bothered. Now that they've kind of expanded the universe a bit, I'm beginning to think I want to watch The Clone Wars. And um, I like I like the sound of this, The Bad Batch, which is the uh, the bad clones. Is an interesting concept in itself. I, I just want something that's so re- removed because it's you know the the whole like lore of this world is like like thousands of years and it's all basically set around this you know within the same fifty years or so, yeah. isn't it? Um, and like there's a lot of New Republic stuff that that's you know probably going to emerge, but they could just say right Star Wars, but it's a thousand years earlier, just and like start fresh. What? Like following the first Jedi's that were on that island that mm-hmm. they went to. Yeah, I'm not being articulate, am I? You know which bit. I'm You're doing all right. Act two. Is it Act two? Act two. Oh, Act three. Act three. I am a Star Wars fan. I'm very into it, but I'm terrible with all the weird names and character names. And I'm going that person with four heads. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, right. Patty Jenkins, who has just done Wonder Woman. Yeah. And Wonder Woman 1984 is directing Rogue Squadron in 2023. Ooh. Great computer game. Mm. <laughs> Lucy says, mm, never played I, never, I, no I was an X-Wing TIE fight versus TIE Fighter man myself. I believe it is based around the computer game. Is there a strong storyline or is... Not really. Okay. I'm very cynical <laughs> when they do films of computer games because I just remember Kylie being in Mortal Kombat. No, it's, and... it's not going to be... A film version of the computer game, really, it's not. It's just going to be Rogue Squad, the Rogue Squadron. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah, it's I, there's not much to say. She, I, I haven't seen Wonder Woman 1984, but she's she's quite well respected female director. We'll see. Mm. Now this next one, though, given the chops, I am excited about an unnamed Star Wars feature being de- written, developed and directed by Taika Waititi. Waititi? Waititi. Taika Waititi. Or Watatiti, as the guy pronounced it on that <laughs> I video. I definitely watched watch the same video as you. <laughs> yeah, you did, didn't you? <laughs> um, so he's... I'd, we're really loving everything he does. Thor Ragnarok is... 
definitely in my top three yeah, um, Marvel films. It's absolutely fantastic. I'd struggle to do my top three. Um, and he's, he's got a really unique sort of sense of humour and energy. Mm. And if they're just letting him letting him rip, saying develop a Star Wars film, they're not giving him something, mm. um, uh, this could be fab. This could be fabulous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that's my top pick. There's one more thing. Um, yes. Now, anyone who's not caught up on The Mandalorian, Chris, are you caught up on The Mandalorian? I'm not caught up on The Mandalorian, but it's okay, because I, I, I don't believe in spoilers. Okay, well, skip ahead 30 seconds now. But um, there was something that they couldn't announce because it was just about to be announced on the end of The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. which is a bit of a spin-off series. People probably heard this anyway. It was a post-credit scene. Yeah, so they're going to put uh, Mandalorian on hold for basically one se- se- series, and then in, in between they're going to have uh, the Book of Boba Fett. What? Boba Fett, if, if you like. <laughs> yeah, you've heard that, haven't you? Um, no, so that's I what I'm excited about. Ah, oh, very good. Yeah. Right, on to Pixar. Oh, oh, wait, 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 before we go off Star Wars. Because there's a manga cartoon Star Wars series being developed yes. as well which looks very interesting mm-hmm. and something that looks a bit like it might be the 1980s animated series droids in a <laughs> new form as well yeah there's uh, gonna yeah there's uh, is it called a droid story something like that yeah or or a drone story as that guy called it yeah that video today. <laughs> I definitely watch the same <laughs> video as you <laughs> um I'm, I like the sound of that yeah. C-3PO and R2 on a, on a mission I'm all for that Yes. That's animated as well, isn't it? That's yeah. what I was missing from the new yeah. films. Mm. Agreed. What a wasted opportunity. Right, I'm going to try and pick this up because it's turning into a, a long one. Right, this is imminent Pixar's Luca, set in the Italian Riviera, two boys spending their summer on the Italian Riviera when they discover their sea monsters. We don't know how that's going to go. but I know exactly how it's going to go because (laughs) on this um, meeting that I was on, this presentation, um, someone in a very dry um, tone talked us through the the entire story and I was furious. (laughs) And you're not allowed to tell us. This is not... No. No, he isn't. Well, actually, to be fair, I've forgotten it now because it was that dull the way it was described. But um, I just thought, this isn't how I want to experience this film. It's just someone just droning on about it. (laughs) It looks good. Look, look, the the visuals I've seen for it look good. Yep. The people. It does look like actual, like look, like much less caricatured than like um, Soul is. Mm. I, I like the look of it so far. What I've seen. The um, the landscapes, the colours, the brightness looks very very mm. enticing. Mm. Um, another Pixar film. Will we cry? It. You know, it's bad when it's just got that reputation, hasn't it? Mm. Um, but I think they're beginning to move a little away from that now. Now, okay, this next one. Hear me out with this. In 2022, they're going to have Turning Red, who is, yeah, she's a preteen girl who um, turns into a red panda when she gets angry. Now, thing is, 
Okay, <laughs> bear with me with this. I did A level English literature and we studied Jane Eyre and the Red Room and there is a trope in feminist literature for the preteen girl to experience red as a, a metaphorical become, becoming a woman. Harry can mm. say period. I wasn't going to, I was, but, and I just, the minute I heard the title, before I knew it was, oh, and then I was in turning red, my brain went, oh, <laughs> feminist, feminist trope. And then they said it was a preteen girl. And then they said she turns red when she gets angry. I just thought, this is, I don't know how they're going to, tiptoe I don't know I don't I'm like what it's a bit on the nose it's the most inappropriate thing (laughs) unless no one's no one at Pixar has ever heard this and they're all just going oh yeah that's a great idea no well they're going to tiptoe around it by making a a small girl turn into a giant red panda when she gets angry unless unless they think I don't think it's a small girl that I can't remember how they described it It was either preteen or or this or they said 13 year old girl I remember it was that age though it wasn't like a six-year-old. And um, I just, I don't know. I mean, it could be so worse. So on the nose. It, it could be worse. Pixar do like to go inside the body sometimes when oh, they talk about these kind of things. Christopher. <laughs> the, the, yeah. So I am not enthusiastic about that. They're going to have to win me around with some serious backpedalling because that's all I've got in my brain now and I'm sure everyone else will be the same. Well, the the, the However, red the next... panda is very cute and, and the visuals of a transforming made me chuckle but that is literally all I've got from it and I don't know about feminist tropes for periods so I don't have that in my head. Well, I didn't until you started talking about it just now. Okay. Hello? Hello. Uh, are you still there? Yeah. Something's just happened. Oh. That video. Oh, I know. Oh, sorry. When I was struggling to... It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, right. Lightyear mm. by Pixar. Now, this is meant to be, bear with me, the movie that the doll, Buzz Lightyear, was based off mm-hmm. in Toy Story. Yeah. And it's voiced by Chris Evans. Now, brilliant. I didn't like the idea of this when I first heard about it, but until I watched the same video that you watched today, I didn't realise it was supposed to be the movie of it. The way it had been put to me was that this was an actual person that he was based off. And so that side of it just felt a little bit too fanciful and not realistic enough. Whereas if it's based on a film character, I kind of get it. So uh, I'm a bit more interested than maybe I was before. I think this is a great idea. It's a very good way of doing a, a spin-off. Yeah. Also, it's it's just... I mean, it can just be Buzz Lightyear, Zerg, maybe some aliens yeah. that you recognise. And that's all you need. And everything else uh, connected to Toy Story is nothing to do with it then. It's just a space adventure. Mm. Yeah. It just it, happens to be called Buzz Lightyear. It's the opening of Toy Story 2, but it's not a computer game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exciting. Right, Win or Lose, which is a, ser- a Pixar series on Disney+, Plus, and it follows a softball team, each episode telling the same day from the view of a different player. I think this is a very interesting screenwriting exercise, and it could be excellent. I mean, it depends what happens yeah. in the in the softball game, I guess, doesn't it? Well, it does, but just that... I, I like that kind of threading yeah. threading narratives together and seeing things from different sides. And it's a bit like Go. Was, did, is that what they did with Go? 
with Katie Holmes. Yep. Oh, yeah. Have, have, you, ever watched, have you ever watched The Affair? TV series The Affair? No. That That's no. all done from different perspectives. So you see... It, like it's done in parts. So every episode is, is in two or three parts, and each part is from a different person's perspective. And everything down to the clothes they're wearing, the things they say, are different because it's the people are there and how how that particular person's view perceives that person. And it's very very clever um, the the way in which they do it because at no point do they say this is right and this is wrong. It's literally for you to make up your own mind about where you know where it is. So you end up with this kind of line that you build your own narrative the whole way through it. It's very clever. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, it could, it could be really good. Um, and then we've got Doug Days, which is Doug from Up, finding his way through suburbia. Of course, he's grown up in the Andes, not the Andes, Peru, wherever he is. Mm. Uh, Angel Falls, Venezuela. Sorry, guys, as I do my geography. Um, and then he, he comes back to suburban America and he's finding his way through the smells. And Cars, the series, which takes Lightning McQueen and Mater on a road trip across, across the USA. USA. I don't give a flying frog about either of those. Yeah, the Doug mm. one's funny because that's basically the Forky series that they had on the yeah. launch of Disney Plus, isn't I, it? It's made it by is, the same person as well, isn't it? directed by the same guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm not bothered about that. No. Right. <clears throat> We're on the home stretch now, guys, <laughs> and this is this is where I'm the most excited. Marvel. Um, so, in a, just a matter of days, we will see WandaVision, I'm which so has been for fantastically this. promoted. I'm really excited for this. The the visuals that we've seen so far are just amazing. It looks such an interesting concept. Chris sent us a message today saying, mm-hmm. uh, like. It's been well received or something, but I think I just give you a thumbs up because I thought we'll discuss it on the show. Yeah, but, so the, the, but there were previews this weekend. I think the first three episodes and every single review and the Twitter moment that I read, obviously maybe not everywhere, but every single review was really positive about it. We do avoid spoilers, don't we? And mm. we follow a couple of um, big Marvel vloggers yeah. and reviewers, and we don't watch this we don't watch them till after we've seen it yeah, so yeah. we're aware it's out there but we haven't looked at anything um it's i i just i can't remember the last time i've been so excited about something being released we do tend to come to things quite late with tv series you know uh, like years late but this one we're like on it the, the only thing i've been told that i don't think is a spoiler um is that it's a bit weird in places um now I'm wondering from that comment how weird it's going to be because have you ever watched the TV series Legend that is the Marvel character? No. Because that is very weird. Um, I'm hoping it's like that level weird would really, really um, interest me, but it probably won't be. Mm. But if you haven't seen it, you won't know what I'm talking about. What's that on? Uh, I think it's an FX one, I think, which means it'll be on Star when that comes to Disney+. Plus. It's it's, um, Dan... Stevens, is that his name? The Beast? Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's very good. Loki. Yeah, it yeah, looks good. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not... Yeah, I don't know much about it. Uh, I think I like the character. I like <clears throat> the character. Um, he's also, because of what the character is, he's got infinite possibilities for storylines and mischief, etc. Locations. Locations, etc. Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier... Not too bothered about this. I'm interested. Of... I'm interested to know where where that's going to go. I'm not sure whether it needs a series or whether they could have just 
continued in the films. Of, I don't know. Yeah, could be. A, well, could be a good military action drama. Yeah, yeah. It, it could. Yeah, missions and so on. I think in the films they're the least sort of inspiring characters, and of course Winter Soldier is a bad guy for the bulk of his main movie. Yeah. Um, but it's. Uh, yeah. Interestingly, okay. until two weeks ago, well, in fact, a week and a couple of days ago, I, um, my experience of Winter Soldier, obviously outside of um, Avengers films, was uh-huh. was that I the only Captain America film I'd seen was the Winter Soldier. I didn't know anything about his involvement in the first film. So didn't know who Bucky was. Well, I I knew who Bucky was because it's kind of explained in in Winter Soldier very very lightly, but. Um, yeah, so I have a complete newfound um, admiration for that character. So at the moment, I'm like, yeah, quite like Bucky. I'm quite happy to see more of that. And uh, yeah, yeah, and Sebastian Stan is very good. Yes, very good. <clears throat> um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I'm just going to cross your T on Doctor Strange. You forgot to cross her T. So, said Doctor Strange. Um, I'm. This is a feature film released in yeah. cinemas. Very, very excited about this. It's one of my favourite characters. It's, I'd say, top, top seven films. I won't make it too high, but I, I like the film. Um, but also, I think this is where we're going to see the next... Um, what's the word? Tier? Phrase. The next phase, really. Yeah. Take There's root. speculation that uh, it's going to kick off in one division. Right. Because of the multiple... She's going to open the... Multiverse, right? And then there's going to be the Doctor Strange film, and then it's going, to, um, it's going to affect the Spider-Man film. That looks, mm. I'm, I'm excited about Spider-Man. I know that's not—is it not strictly yeah. Disney? Is it? But I'm still quite expo- excited about the idea of, yeah. of bringing back Tobey mm. Maguire and uh, Andrew Garfield. It's quite cool. Oh yeah. Oh, that's mental. Oh, that—I think that was the other example. Oh. People, yes, people get yes. excited about Jamie Foxx rep- uh, reprising his oh, role <laughs> as um, I'm not Electro, uh, Electro. But I, but I thought like that whole that whole character in that film wasn't that wasn't very good, and it was really cliched and you know, just really obvious and beat for beat, like you know, typical. And people are like, "Yeah, Jamie Foxx is back." That was the example I was trying to think of earlier. There we go. I like Jamie Foxx, but didn't think that film was very good. No, I didn't think that film was very good either. I trusted you. Boring. <laughs> Hawkeye. Now, Hawkeye, after, is one of the, the oldest Avengers, in terms of how long he's been in the series, one of the longest-serving Avengers, and he's finally got some attention. Now, he's, he's good. He's a good member, and I'm glad for him. It's like, you know, if someone was to sort of run for president for decades and then make vice president, and then eventually, when they were in their eight, knocking their 80s managed to get elected president like someone we know it's like he's done his time give him a chance and that's how I feel about this Hawkeye he's the Avenger that everyone forgets about they forget he's there because he he's just he's there in the background or disappears exactly. for like films at a time um, they forgot about him for an entire film <laughs> in, the, in phase three yes they did he's just he's, he's done his time he's not going anywhere bless him just just give him a chance see how he does uh, do you not Fine. think that part, part of the reason for him not being quite at the forefront is the success of the Arrow TV series um, and mm. the fact that he's a very similar character maybe yeah, yeah. 
I'm interested. I'll Marvel watch it. Equivalent. Yeah, I'll watch it. And the okay. last one on this epic I'll list watch them today. all. I'll watch oh, everything we've talked about. Everything we've talked about, I'll check it out. The last one on my list today, and I'm glad I've saved it to last because I find this quite exciting, is a series called Secret Invasion starring Samuel L. Jackson. Now, you've just watched Miss Marvel... Not Miss Marvel. You've just watched Captain Marvel. So it basically takes place between Captain Marvel and everything else. Um, and it's the secret invasion with the scrolls. And massive, things. massive comic book uh, event. This was. Yeah. Um, I am. I know. I'm very excited about this. I'm also excited about Samuel L. Jackson, who is that's a really, really good character in the Marvel universe. But he's always peripheral in every single thing he's in. He's just a peripheral character, and I'm glad that there's going to be something. Um, Mark, Captain Marvel almost did it, but I'm glad that it's going to be something where he takes centre stage. Can I say about Captain Marvel, because I, I know that at some point we'll probably do these Marvel films and we'll talk about them properly, but I had not seen it before. So I've started off this whole thing into the, the Marvel films with the first two films I had not seen. Um, and firstly, you can really see the difference from, from the first Avenger to this in terms of uh, special effects and things and, and how they make people look younger or different in size but Samuel L. Jackson first time you see him it's like that's a bit that's a bit weird it's a bit weird it's not Michael Douglas in Ant-Man weird but it's a bit <laughs> weird yeah. and then within five minutes you just completely accept it yeah like the, the, you don't you, if you looked and tried to find error in it you can't see it it just worked so so well thoroughly enjoyed that film I really really did thing is <clears throat> it's very expensive to do that <laughs> and it was very expensive to do it for a whole film and that's one of the reasons why it was such an expensive film mm. to make so to do it for a, a TV series a streaming series no less is quite a commitment so I don't know if there'll be a little more hair dyeing prosthetics well, do, do you not think I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't think Disney will go down that that route. But um, in the Breaking Bad series world, when they did um, Los Caminos or whatever it's called, was it? Is that what it's called? Yeah, whatever. I'm going to call it mm, yeah. that. that one anyway. The the, yeah. the one off El kind Camino. Of, El Camino, yeah. El Camino. When they did that, everyone was just older and and yeah and different. Yeah. And you, it was it was a bit of a oh god, he's aged a lot. But then. Again, willingness, willing suspension of disbelief. You just accept it all straight away. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. I've got a couple that um, I remember seeing <clears throat> we haven't mentioned. Yeah, uh, I didn't write them all down. Uh, one's the Marvel What If series. That, that's another, I don't know if you know, about the, the comic book series. Right, no, no. So they just did these one shots, which is like, you know, what if, and then it said um, Uncle Ben hadn't died. And then it's uh, other stuff like... Um, Oh, I'm going to make one up here, but it'll probably be because they've done that many of them. It'll probably be, be right, but it's like, what if the Punisher had Thor's hammer? You know, so it's all stuff like that. A bit like the Disney Twisted Tales. <laughs> Those books, they're, mm. they're all they're all mm. what ifs, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, mm. interesting. Uh, and also, Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Yes, I saw that and thought. Now, if ever there was an opportunity to pay homage to uh, mm. to Star Wars. Yeah, and, and, but, but like, do I'm it well. A bit, again, it's like my same issue with the Lego one. It's like something's been disowned, but yet now there's going to be two references to it. It's like well, just bring it back then. Just bring the holiday special back as well. We might as well. Yeah, have so it. no, I mean holiday specials are a thing, aren't they? And they have been a thing forever. So you could just say that it's been done separate. I mean, the Star Wars one, yes, it, 
feels like it should have been a nod and the fact that they mentioned life day and things yeah. in that sense it it kind of should be but at the same time they still didn't reference it really at any point in that film did they they kept they kept well away from all of that it just had a similar theme the difference with this one is there is a connection with Earth through Peter Quinn. Mm. So it could conceivably be about Christmas, whereas the Star Wars one was just nonsense. Entertaining right. nonsense, though, come there on. There were, like <clears throat> I say, there was dozens that I haven't mentioned. Stuff was going so quick, and I just sort of... I picked a load that I thought we could discuss and pique our interest. Yeah. If you want to go online and find others, you can do... Um, we'd love to hear what you're excited about. We'd love to hear, uh, you know, if you've seen reviews or concept art that's got you excited. Is that you dinging me to say, no, we're not excited? Peter Quill. Ah, thank what you. Did, what did I say? Quinn. It was just, oh, I'm it was, sorry. It was bugging me, so I checked it and it was. <laughs> I'm right, sorry, that's on. just my mouth. <laughs> um, but that brings us to the end of our show. Mm. So unless there's anything you guys want to say, I'm going to wrap up. Well, I do. Well, now have... we've talked about it. Oh, go on. Well, go on. I was going to say, just now that we've talked about it, I'm a bit more excited than I was at the start when I was saying, is this too much? I'm mm. excited again. I'm excited about it. And the more the more I hear about new things, I'm, I'm all about new content. I think maybe we ought to do something around WandaVision once it's uh, got running and we're starting watching it. It'd be quite nice yeah, to a, yeah. a bit of a chat about that. Um just one thing to say before we finish up, then. We've had another review on uh, on iTunes, a five-star review. Ooh. So I thought I'd read it yeah. out. Great show. Five stars for yes. us. Yes. It says, great show. I already follow this Disney Mad Trio on their DLP show, and on the strength of that, decided to listen to this classic show. I'm not disappointed and like to hear their opinion. Think I'll side with Lucy on most occasions, though, and find it hard to diss the Disney Pixar be- behemoth. I find that a very difficult one to say. And that's from Charlie0303. Ah, Thanks, Charlie0303. That's obviously after our soul review, then. Must be, yeah. This is... <laughs> Charlie, you are a person. I don't know if that's a girl or a boy, do you? No. Don't matter. No. <laughs> it could be neither. Um, Charlie, you are a person of exquisite taste. Um, go back and listen to some of some of the uh, the film's... Um, in, in the dark period where Hugh and I were being more positive and then see <laughs> yeah. whether you still want to Ooh. side with Lucy and listen to, <laughs> not distance yeah. Listen to the Star Wars holiday special one. <laughs> oh yeah, do or that. Or Haunted Mansion. Or Sleeping Beauty. Black I'm Cauldron. actually... Um, I, <laughs> Black Cauldron, Haunted I'm Mansion. quite guilty over how down I was in Sleeping Beauty because it's so good and I can't remember what my thinking was but I just slammed it. I must have yeah, been in like Aaron Irving or whatever. Is that his name? The artist didn't like the art, did you? It's just all the same, all the straight lines. There was like a spate of them where Lucy wasn't into some. We were like we did Star Wars Holiday Special, Haunted Mansion, Black Cauldron, all around the same time. Yeah, and Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. Mm. Uh. Okay, guys. <laughs> so you can find us on all social media platforms plus YouTube, Thirty Seven Disney Street. Subscribe. Um, subscribe. Leave us reviews on iTunes, and we will read them out, and we will tell you how special and lovely you are. I've been Lucy. Yeah, I've been Chris. See you later. (laughs) And I've been Hugh. (laughs) Good night, children. Bye. Bye.